Well, hello, Ask LFC podcast listeners. Good to talk to you today. This is uh, Mike Moses, lead pastor of Lake Forest Church Huntersville, the founding pastor of the Lake Forest family of churches. And I want to speak to you today because of two different discouragement stories I heard yesterday. Yesterday, I spoke with a business owner who expressed to me, a small business owner, dealing with lethargy at this point in the pandemic, a difficulty of marshalling the energy, the forethought, the activity of doing more than just the, the things that had to be done to maintain for that day. The, this is a person used to looking ahead with fresh ideas, looking down the road, uh, working proactively, and was just just on sharing his uh, a bit of heart and where he is emotionally, energetically, vocationally at this point in the pandemic. At the same time, I had a conversation with a church planning pastor, equally discouraged. And so I want to offer you some encouragement this morning. I'm going to tell a couple of things that I get to see up close that God is doing in a few people's lives in a fresh way. Um, Because maybe you, like me, every now and then right now, wonder, is is God doing anything fresh and good and new that I can look to for encouragement for my own self? I'm coming to you today solo without uh, my normal co-host, Harrison Gilming. Uh, last week, we did not have the Ask LFC podcast. I apologize, but Harrison's family is dealing with a, a series of COVID-19 uh, positives and issues and needing to self-quarantine at home. Harrison is okay. He is fine, but he will still be under home quarantine for uh, a bit longer, unable to lead worship this coming weekend when we host our our regional gathering of our denomination called Presbytery, and he's disappointed in that, but um, we have people covering. But I, I wanted to pick back up with you today. We usually record this on Tuesday mornings, and so I it feels to me like I'm sharing coffee with you. I just poured a fresh cup. It's a rainy cool. The fall weather is now coming in with this rainy Tuesday morning, and um, looking out on Gilead Road, the car's whizzing by and sharing a few moments with you. So, um, yeah, I appreciate you guys listening. So, let me tell you a story about how God is using our decision to study the Bible, the whole Bible in a whole year, in a couple of people's lives. That because they they have marshaled something within them, they uh, either just decided in the Holy Spirit and within themselves, you know, I'm, if if my church is going to lead us to go through the Bible consecutively in a year, I'm going to latch on to that. I'm going to be hospitable that, therefore, the Lord has that for me. So have you ever thought about that meaning of the word hospitality? The uh, Hospitality is the chief. Uh, church historians generally agree that hospitality may have been the chief um, publicly known and acknowledged virtue of the early Christians that was most remarkable to the the host Roman 
culture around Roman and Greek culture around them. And hospitality does mean being open to the stranger, opening your home, but it also means a a a, a peaceful way of moving through this world and through your life and being hospitable to what comes rather than always raging against it. Uh, and in this case, uh, for example, when I go on a prayer retreat, uh, the last time I went to a monastery, I decided to be hospitable. Rather than, oh my gosh, Lord, what is exactly the scripture and exactly the reading content that, that you have for me that's going to unlock some secret during this, this day of set aside for prayer? Instead of that, I showed up at the retreat center and whatever the little the little brochure on the bed. In this case, it was a uh, uh, a nunnery <laughs> in Ireland. And whatever the retreat brochure was on the bed, I allowed their scripture that they had pre-chosen for retreatants um, and their little schedule of prayer to, I just said, Lord, I'm, I'm going to be hospitable to what they have here and what's laid out for me, and I'm going to trust that you will superintend that for my good. So, I want to tell you a story about a person who wrote me about their engagement with Bible Journey this year. I, um, I myself have, um, I've been in and out with, I've kept up with the Bible readings generally each week this year. I have engaged with Bible Journey, the more in-depth content. I have engaged with that more or less for the first half of the year. The second half of the year, I've been a lot more spotty. And I'm intending to finish well uh, the rest of the fall. But this person um, is someone who not only did the Bible readings, was hospitable to that, decided to do the Bible journey, the weekly engagement with that video, and then really decided, you know what, this is a pandemic year, and I, for for her own reasons, I'm going to take the Bible journey course. And so I just want to read this letter that was sent to me, uh, because you should get the gratitude for it as well. Hi, Pastor Mike. I would like to thank you for your note regarding completion of the Bible Journey class. I am incredibly grateful to you and Lake Forest for this offering of Bible Journey. The story of me completing it and your mission of my commitment to complete it is not only my story, but the story of who God is. January 2021 was a particularly dark time for me. But I immediately knew God gave me Bible journey to engage my heart and mind and remain committed to Him. God taught me through Bible journey that He created me for commitment to the family He's given me, this church, this life. His big promises to Abraham are mine as my spiritual ancestor. And God's big story is actually being told through our little stories. Bible journey taught me it always goes back to the beginning and is always connected to the Old Testament, no matter how far even I wonder. I still can't believe God entrusted His Word to me, to us. At times it all seems surreal that God plucked me from a faithless life, put me in Afghanistan. This person was a service member at one point. I don't have permission to share their name. Where God sent me on mission. Yes, I was in combat. With a Catholic priest who introduced me to the Christian life, saved my life, and God brought me back here to the U.S. unharmed, that fact is a miracle. I have never had or made the opportunity to study God's Word in such depth as in Bible Journey, 
nor did I realize how much I needed this study. God spoke to me through your note. It's all from Him. Thank you for helping to make God's Word accessible to people such as me. With gratitude. And then it was signed by a ministry partner. I read that to you to encourage you. Wherever you may be experiencing a bit of lethargy at this point in the pandemic and figuring out school or child care for children and now my work, home, online, in person, all of this, figuring out your spiritual life. I ran into, I was uh, practicing golf Sunday evening, just chipping and putting. Two different like 35-year-old young men, young fathers, stopped me and said, hey, are you Pastor Mike? And both of these young families have started worshiping with us online during the pandemic. One moved to the community, didn't have a church. The other, I'm not sure what their deal is. And uh, neither had yet ventured on campus and said, soon, you know, we're just not sure. We've got little kids. And, and I was even thinking and praying about them this morning as I thought about this idea of lethargy that we're dealing with. And we're getting in some different behavioral patterns and ruts, some of which are good and necessary in the pandemic, some of which will be important to combat as we get back out of this this Delta surge and the caseload goes back down and it's important for us to be sociable and spiritual again with other people. I was thinking about those two families as well when I reread this note on my desk this morning. And I think what I appreciate most about this note person going through Bible journey is there is a, a believer who is more in touch than ever with God's story is a unified story told in the scriptures. It has most meaning and connection to my own life when understood from beginning to end and how the Messiah Jesus Christ was the plan from the beginning and will fulfill all things in the end and and that informs my story now and I just appreciated all the particularities of that Thank you, Note, and I'm proud of that ministry partner. Uh, a second Bible journey story that I'll encourage you with today. There's a, a family in our church have been presented with more than their fair share of amount of struggles. Uh, pre-pandemic, uh, some losses in this family, fairly extreme. And, and then during the pandemic, a, a family member diagnosed with cancer, pretty severe diagnosis. And so the, this is the patriarch of the family, who's an older gentleman, and they decided on a pretty drastic treatment plan, and they would relocate to another state to a specialist hospital for a period of months. Uh, and the adult daughter of this patriarch and the grandchildren would take turns coming out for a weekend, a week at a time, and just being the patriarch being under cancer treatment and his wife there with him where they would just be in treatment and struck battling if you've been around a loved one or you yourself have undergone chemo or radiation therapy for cancer you know that it saps your life it saps your energy it saps your hair in many cases um and i got were checked in on them once in a while and i, I just got word from the adult daughter hey 
ask, ask uh, the patriarch who's undergoing the treatment about their engagement with the Bible reading plan and Bible journey. And it was just neat to hear the next time we spoke that this, this uh, elderly couple undergoing cancer treatment in another state, far from home, living in and out of a hotel and a hospital. They had been hospitable to God the Holy Spirit and decided that they would worship weekly, online, live with us, to track through the Bible in a year. They would do the Bible readings, and they would do the weekly Bible journey. And to hear this, this uh, older couple say how much of a rock God's Word has been to them during a year in which not only are all of us rocked by a global pandemic and all the fallout, but their world was particularly rocked. They'd lost a loved one to a year before, and now he's going through extreme cancer treatment, and there are no guarantees. And just to hear them speak, they didn't write me a note. We just spoke on the phone not long ago. To hear them say in their own way, understated Midwestern folks. They didn't over-talk it the way that I over-talk things. <laughs> God's Word was the rock. And staying connected to their church family was a rock. I wanted to encourage you with that today because it's encouraging to me. I am tempted to shame my own self when I look back and see some days where I have have fallen victim to the lethargy. Because of all that's going on and the emotional stress of it and the physical stress of it, um, that couples an encouragement to me to be hospitable to the parts of God's Word that He puts in front of me, receive what He has for me gently, not demand more from it than He gives me in any certain day that it be some sky-opening, miraculous moment, but just gentle what He deposits in my heart. And I hope you will be as well. I hope that at this point in your fall, you may be encouraged to ask the Holy Spirit for the fruit of the Spirit that is not only long-suffering but endurance, uh, and that you would endure by anchoring yourself in God's Word daily in our Bible readings or your own. It's fine to diverge. And weekly in worship with God's people. In person when it's medically safe for you to do so. But keeping up online regularly, weekly, worshiping with your people with with no distractions. Third God story I'll tell you today, and this is the final one, and I hope this is encouraging to you. A person who has been, I will say, uh, a part or maybe affiliated with our church off and on for a number of years, reached out to me as pastor some while back, um, recently, uh, early fall, said something just broke loose in my life. Do you have time to meet with me? And so we met ASAP. I could tell this was urgent. And this person said, um, uh, long-time friend, but a, at a bit of a distance, uh, we've been congenial. And this person's not been active at Lake Forest, but, but sort of in our orbit in a good way, um, trying to figure out, thinking about figuring out faith. And this person said, uh, Mike, you know that some years ago I took one step of faith in Christ. And I, I never found it within me or 
decided to pursue it to take any next steps. And in fact, I'm not quite sure even where that stands, but something just happened in my life. And for the first time, I know that I need God in my life to do this next thing well, to handle this crisis, and to be the better person that I want to be on the other side of it. Can you help me? (laughs) Will you help me find God in my life? And I looked at him and said, no, I don't have any time for that. I'm sorry. Uh, I have a budget meeting to go to. No. (laughs) No, I said, well, um, what an honor to bring that question to me, that we've known each other for this long and that you would trust me with that question. I said, yes, I can help you with that. Um, So what I felt led to say was, I mean, we talked it over. I just asked a lot of questions. And I said, uh, there is a resource that has, um, it's the most read or bought, whatever, published book other than the Bible in our generation, written by a pastor named Rick Warren called The Purpose Driven Life. Um, And it's a 40-day series of, of readings and prayers, meditations, that God has used for millions of people who want to take the step you're taking to wake up to faith. Um, there's just something inspired about it, and I'd love to invite you here. I keep some of them on my shelf for someone like you because I know what my answer is. I'd love for you and I to covenant together. We're going to sign this book together if you're willing. And if, if you're willing to follow through on that desire and do this once a day, journal in the margins, answers to the questions, your own thoughts, articulate a prayer, there, there are further resources, sermons, and things attached to each of the 40 days, but it's sort of an A to Z introduction to what it is to step into a life of faith and intimacy with Jesus Christ when you haven't been. And this person said, I'll, yeah, I'll do anything. I, I'll do anything. So we signed it, and I said, well, um, so let me, let me pray for you. And, and, and he said, well, let me pray. And so I said, I'll pray for you first, then you pray. So I prayed for him. And then you may have heard me mention this in a sermon. This actually happened. He said, God, um, I'm praying to you right now, even though you know, I don't know that I really believe in you, that you're there. I'm trying to believe. Please reveal yourself to me. I'd given him the scripture that Jeremiah, where God says, if you seek me with all your heart, I will be found by you. Amen. Well, we've now met two or three times weekly. And the second time this man came in and he had handwritten notes all over the place and questions and insights. And what I saw in this man is what happens when you show up with a teachable heart. God is true to his promise that when you seek me with all your heart in Jeremiah, I will be found by you. And this man has, I look forward to it weekly, he's giving me, I get to be the witness just in my little office of God being true to his word. And this man is being found by the living God through Jesus Christ. And um, I've signed most of my emails in Christ and and our last email exchange to set up our next get together. He sort of picked up on that and said, hey, 
you know, I've never really had much of an email signature. And now that I'm living life in Christ and every moment I'm asking the question, what would honor him? And, and that's what actually gives me pleasure. Like every action is worship, and, and that's how I'm building my relationship with him. I'm going to start signing in Christ. <laughs> and I said, well, hey, you might not want to do that with everybody in business, you know. But um, uh, I didn't want to rain on this parade, but I also didn't want him to lose customers. <laughs> um, friends, that's that's happening right here in our midst. And that's just one person that I happen to be privy to of a person who came to us a moment of need, just like the first note that I read of the the female ministry partner who previously served in Afghanistan who just heard a nudge from the Holy Spirit that this is the year to in-depth study the Bible. And this man who I just spoke about had the nudge when something broke loose in his life. I need God for the next stage of the journey he, he felt his need for the first time. He had had a curiosity spiritually, but not a need. And in that moment, and he acted on it and came straight to me. So f- now back to why I chose this topic this morning, and then I, I'm, I'm going to close by praying for you. I don't know what the Holy Spirit is nudging you in. Um. that's an area to pay attention to in your life or an area just where you need more encouragement from God's word? Or is it perhaps that you've allowed uh, the, the part of discipleship that is belonging in Christ-centered community, you've allowed that to wither during this time, and it's super, because that's where most of our encouragement comes from. The book of Hebrews, you'll be familiar with this verse if you've been in Lake Forest very long. In Hebrews 11, the writer says, um, do not give up meeting together regularly as Christians, but instead encourage one another. The, he's saying that when we give up meeting together regularly as believers, what we lose out on is encouragement, mutual encouragement in the faith. That's what my community group is for me and my other discipling relationships. Maybe it's that. I don't know what it is. I, maybe it's your work. You're just struggling with motivation. So... Um, yeah, this pastor of a church plant uh, I spent some time with yesterday was very discouraged. Said uh, we had had a uh, an anniversary service one week, and we had our highest attendance ever. And then the next week, almost no one was there on Sunday. And most of it was occasional things. You know, somebody had a thing. Somebody was home, a whole clan with COVID precautions. And somebody was busy with this, and somebody's child just pitched a fit, and they didn't make it. But this pastor was just so discouraged to, and, and had to really remind himself, I'm, I'm preaching the word this morning to the people who are here, but ultimately to an audience of one, to my Heavenly Father, faithful, irrespective of results that are visible in the moment. And um, that was a discouraging moment. So I don't know what's discouraging to you most, about the current climate in our zip code, our culture, our country, our world, your own struggles with um, emotional health, respective to your work, your spiritual life, your relationships. But let me pray for you right now, and then we'll see you again next week. Or we'll hear you again (laughs) next week. (laughs) 
Heavenly Father, I pray for my friends here on the Ask LFC podcast. Lord, um, there is a great spirit and temptation to lethargy out there because of the pandemic and because of global and local conditions. And Lord, we know that the evil one would love to use this to dissuade us from small things that you've called us to. And we know that the evil one would love to, dis- to use the temptation to lethargy at a time like this to dissuade us from following through on the hard things of what it takes to love a spouse well day in and day out and serve them with words of affection and deeds of kindness constantly, every hour. The evil one would love to dissuade us from the perseverance to not just let go of our parenting, of our children, our leadership in their lives, and just do what's easy and go with the path of least resistance, which is a child-centered home and a child-led home and a media-led home rather than a God-centered values and a loving parent who takes leadership and trains in virtues in the way of Jesus-centered home. Lord, we know that the evil one would love to use lethargy in our lives for some of us to fall behind in our vocation, our career track, in doing good work that's excellent and honors you and reflects well on us and provides well for ourselves and a family if we have it. Lord, there are so many areas in which the evil one would seek to use this little crafty thing called lethargy. So it's temptation that we often barely notice, but induces shame in us when, when we fall victim to it, and which creates more lethargy. And we know that the evil one would love to use lethargy in some of our friends' lives listening right now to dissuade them from following through on the small things in their growth as a disciple of Jesus and in the large things in their growth as a disciple of Jesus. So, Lord, I pray against the evil one's influence and any foothold that has been gained in any of our listeners' lives, including my own. Lord, we pray against that foothold of the evil one's temptation to lethargy. And Lord, we ask that by the power of your Holy Spirit, you kick that out of our lives. You root it out. You you take a little (laughs) shovel like a gardener and you just root out, Holy Spirit, that weed that that has been growing in our spirit, in our emotion, in our soul. And Holy Spirit, we ask that you replace it with the fruit of love, joy, peace, patience, that we be patient with ourselves, gentle with ourselves when we don't have quite the energy, and that you give us the fruit of courage to take that step to follow through on the one, two, three things that lethargy has tempted us to just completely lose sight of. Lord, I pray for encouragement for all of my friends today. I pray for encouragement as they hear a few God stories of how you're using your word to change these three people's stories that I told to change their lives this year and give them 
in one case, the a deeper biblical faith, in another case, the perseverance to move on through cancer treatment, and in another case, the your word is waking a person up to faith for the first time. We thank you for this, and we know your word will bear fruit in our lives, and so we will be those people, Lord, who are people of the word personally, and then when we gather in worship on Sundays, and when we're in Christ-centered community regularly, few times a month with other people in a committed way. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Well, that's the Ask LFC podcast for today, and we will be back with you next week, and Harrison will be back with us. Take care.